Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a twin-shortened version of the Patrick Lally Show here on another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America. Uber producer Dan Peters is here with me in studio, and we're going to have a, a little show for you today. It's going to be fun, a little, as I said, shortened up a bit, but we've got a full hour coming up, and as luck would have it, we've got a full hour with GOP congressional candidate Dusty Johnson will be in the studio with us in just a little bit. You're going to want to stick close for that. You know, I think, uh, remember, folks, you can communicate with us via Twitter at P. Lally Show. If you want to throw Dusty a question, you can do that. On Facebook Live, if you want to throw Dusty a question, you can do that. Uh, we could take calls. We could take some calls if we feel up to it. 338-KSO. Uh, 338-KSO, that's 338-5766. You can all... Also, use the 800 number. They're toll-free. It's 888-338-5766. But who does that anymore? That's why the Lord gave us cell phones, so we wouldn't have to pay long-distance charges anymore. Boy, those long-distance charges, those have gone the way of the dinosaur. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, long-distance charges. Which is, but, you know, on the other hand, I'm paying 200 bucks a month for my phone, so maybe it was better the old way. I don't know. I don't know. I like being mobile, though. Well, it depends on what your... Your line is, and your data usage is, depending on what kind of phone you have, too. Yeah, and they get me every time. You know, well, you know, you got to have the full data. Because I have run out of data. I do run out of data if I don't have the big package. and Because I'm stupid. You can avoid the big data if you're just smart about it. Are you uploading videos while you're, yeah. while you're not on Wi-Fi? I'm doing everything. Doing everything. It's usually one thing that gets you, right? If you got 10 gigs and you... you you do one five gig mistake and then you're paying money. Oh yeah. I my my daughter did that to me the other day. It was after prom and they had a hypnotist at their after prom party and their instructor at school was, Hey, can you hey, I want to see some of those videos. So she mm-hmm. was trying to upload the video and, and I'm looking uh, so I get at about eight o'clock in the morning. I get, Oh, you're you're down to ten percent in your data and then half an hour later you're out of data. I'm you're like, done. And I sent her a text, what are you doing? <laughs> We're out of data, and we got six days left. Uh, so, that'll be $15, sir. No, actually, we turned off cellular data, so we, oh. were without, we were without cellular data for almost a week. Wow. It How was, did you survive? I did. <laughs> I did. I did without, hey, we did without 20 years ago. We yeah, can do right. without today. It's hard to believe. Uh, I talked to a friend of mine not so long ago, and we just musing on the fact how did we ever survive high school without cell phones uh, how did people get around i mean get rides to places i don't understand yeah because there was the only time that you could connect with anyone from the outside world there was a payphone <laughs> in the school like oh i gotta right. get to the payphone yeah. i gotta call my mom yeah can i use the phone no there's a pay f- oh, okay thanks got a quarter no all right i gotta go find one of those too Anyway, we got a fine show for you. As I said, Dusty Johnson, who is the GOP congressional candidate, he's one of three up in the primary on June 2, I believe. Two, it's a Tuesday, Tuesday the 2nd, and uh, he's running against Chantal Krebs. And Tuesday the 4th. 4th? 4th. 5th. I'm looking fifth. at the calendar. Tuesday the 5th. <laughs> I'm just throwing out dates now. Random dates. 4, 5. It's the first Tuesday in June. That's all you people need to know. 
And uh, there's primary election that day, and one of them is for our seat in Congress that is being vacated by Christy Nome, if you didn't know that already, who is running for governor against Marty Jackley. And so big primary day there on the first Tuesday in June, and uh, Dusty's one of the people on your ballot, and he'll be here for the hour. And we'll talk to Dusty about all a range of things, so that'll be fun. I do have to mention a couple of things because there's some um, some thunder showers building off to the west of Sioux Falls, really? and the National Weather Service has just issued a severe thunderstorm warning for the areas around Alexandria and Emory and Milltown. So that's kind of Hanson County and northwest and northern yeah. Hutchinson County. That's where they so come from. That's those are some big, and they're kind of shifting northeast. So it looks like the the main area of showers going to go to the north of Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. There could be some rain in Sioux Falls a little bit later this evening. So we'll keep an eye on that. Well, see, there you go. That's why Dan's here. Uh, among the number of reasons, he actually pays attention to the weather, which is good. And uh, we'll be watching that for you here on Information 1000 KSOL. And we're going to come right back, have a short break, and get closer to our time with Dusty Johnson. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. This is a public service announcement with guitar. 358 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Coming up after the news and the weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to talk to Dusty Johnson, GOP candidate, one of three for the House of Representatives on your ballot on the first Tuesday in June. In the meantime, you know what's going on, people? Canaries. Canaries are playing tonight. It's that time of year. If they, if we can dodge a little bit of stormage and a little rainage, they play at 7.05 tonight at the Birdcage, hosting the hated Sioux City Explorers. Also tomorrow night. And then, uh, you know, I think they go on the road for a while, but they'll be back. Also on Friday, uh, Friday's at the Plaza. KSFY's deal down there over 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Live music, food, good times, good times. Always fun with our friends from KSFY. Stay with us after the news and weather. We'll be right back. Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four oh seven on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Trampled by turtles to get me all pumped up for Dusty Johnson. He's in studio. Oh, Dusty Johnson. Welcome to the studio, and uh, you know, meet the, the meat trampled by turtles. Are you a fan? No, uh, no, not that much. That's I okay. I run to more nineteen sixties rock. Oh, jeez, Beatles. You're, you're you're just a classic. Uh, you, you're just a classic. Uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, you're not. I won't say a Renaissance man, <laughs> but you're a you're a a standard South Dakota guy, right? I listen to classic rock. You know, oh. I, you drive a beat up Chevy. Uh, I do. See? In the parking lot, you can come out and look at it. What is it? Well, it's not like a Chevy truck. No, but well, don't don't make me. No, it's it's a two hundred. It should be a truck. It's not. It's a two hundred. What is it? Chevy two hundred. What is that? No, it's a Chrysler two hundred. Oh, one of those. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Small sedan. It is. It's good for traveling all over the state and getting decent gas mileage. Well, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. And uh, you have been traveling. 
because you are, in fact, one of the three, if people don't know, and how will they not know this, Dusty Johnson is one of three candidates for the Republican nomination to fill the seat in the U.S. House of Representatives being vacated by Christy Noem. Uh, Dusty, uh, how has the experience been for you thus far as we ac- approach primary day? Well, I mean, I love it. It's amazing the number of people that just think uh, I should be miserable right now, <laughs> that this is some sort of baton death march, that this is a sacrifice to be overcome. But if you like people, if you like uh, thinking about problems and about policy, this is an absolute blast. You've been preparing for this for this is something you've wanted to do what your entire conscious exists no no come on now you've been politically active for a long time this is not necessarily congress but a big seat i uh no when i you won't believe this and that's fine but when i walked out of the state capitol four years ago i thought i was done i thought i was sober i thought i was on the wagon um you know i was (laughs) not literally great right right. drunk with politics right no i mean i i really Thought I, I had I have a great private sector job. We're a great business. We're growing. I love that job. Um, you know, I get to see my family most every night uh, for the last four years. I mean, it is a great existence. Um, but you're right. I mean, a central preoccupation of my life has been the question: What role should government play in people's lives? And it stems from growing up a poor kid in Fort Pierre. And when did you first get involved in politics? Because it was early in your life. It was. The first time I really remember asking the question, what should government's role be, was I was as a first grader and uh, uh, times were uh, pretty tough in the Johnson household. And uh, so we were getting some help. And um, there was one particular Christmas Eve where I don't know that there was going to be a lot of Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, And my folks worked hard, but, you know, we'd we'd hit a couple bumps in the road. And then... um, Three cars of uh, Shriners, Masons, whatever they were, got out, and they, like, filled the house of this little poor family of mm-hmm. seven with presents. It was absolutely incredible. And so even as a kindergarten, probably first grade, I just remember uh, Lally thinking uh, that that was interesting, and I juxtaposed that, you know, with what it felt like to get uh, assistance from government as opposed to assistance from those people. And so even as a teenager— I mean, I was trying to get politically involved in helping candidates and, you know, I wasn't in debate or anything like that. But I was always thinking I was reading the newspaper every day. How do you end up on the conservative side of the ledger when you after that experience? Explain what that means to you. Yeah. And I would tell you, most of my family is left to center. Right. I mean, we've got mm-hmm. some folks who are right of center, like a lot of South Dakota families were were, were pretty mixed. We're a diverse group. Uh, we love each other, but there's a lot we don't agree on. But. This is my experience, and I don't mean to insinuate this is everybody's, but when those guys, through the goodness of their heart, gave Christmas to a poor family who otherwise wouldn't have had it, I felt 10 feet tall. I mean, even as just a kid, I just felt empowered. I could not believe people were so good. I could have just cried for two weeks. And I contrast that with how it felt at different times in my life to uh, get assistance from government, and that didn't feel so great. I mean, that was not why. What's the difference? Empowering. Why is that? Why is there a difference? Because what government is is a collection of people. A, a government program doesn't love Patrick. I mean, there's a place for him. It, there's a place for government. We have to have a safety net. I get it, but I would just tell you that. Um, we have seen all too often in this country that too much government doing things for people they should be doing for themselves builds dependence. We know it does. And 
I think uh, personal charity and people connecting with people and people talking to people and people helping each other up builds dependence to a far lesser extent. Can't the two things shouldn't the isn't it isn't it vital that the two things work together? That, oh, that, absolutely. That, that that personal right. responsibility and 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 you know having reaching out to your fellow man works hand in hand with a collection. A, the 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 collective unit of of people that is a nation helping each other out are oh, those two things absolutely. intertwined listen i know there are you know republicans people in my party who just want to burn the whole damn system down everything lock stock and barrel from the top of the federal government to the bottom and you know i want a more nimble smaller more responsive more fiscally responsible government don't get me wrong but yeah i mean if you're saying is there a role for government um, just like, there, is there a, a, a role for private charity in for making people's lives better? Of course. I mean, the founders envisioned that, right? I mean, the Constitution lays out a pretty decent sized list of things that are the responsibility of our central government. Do you think? Do you believe? It, we went right to the big topics. Do you believe that you have to be a conservative to be fiscally responsible? Well, it is a heck of a lot easier. I mean, why? I mean, do, can't well, a liberal be fiscally responsible and still believe in programs that help people? The, the problem is that when you view government as the best option to to solve the problems that ail the country, and there are a thousand of them, right? I mean, you can design a program that runs efficiently, and, and you're probably calling that fiscally responsible. The issue is there are countless good things we can do with other people's money. And at some point, you just start to strain under the burden of all of these grand ideas about how government can make things better. We're going to come right back and continue our conversation with Dusty Johnson. He is a candidate for the Republican nomination to the House of Representatives. That election is the first Tuesday in June, which I think we've nailed down now as June 5th. <laughs> we've established definitively that the election is on June 5th. So we'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 419 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And we return to our conversation with Dusty Johnson. Uh, you know him as former chief of staff to Governor Dugard Dusty Johnson. You know him as former PUC commissioner Dusty Johnson. When were you on the PUC? 2004, 2010. So when you say you walked out of pier, mm -hmm. I well, mean after as chief of staff. After chief of staff. Yeah, so 2014. So I've been in the private sector the last four years, yeah. And what is it that you do, Dusty? Uh, there's a company in uh, Mitchell called Vantage Point Solutions. We've got a couple hundred employees, which for Mitchell is a great employer. Yep. And we help little rural telecom providers across the country uh, design, build, and run better networks. So we do you know fiber networks and wireless networks and... It's, I mean, we've got about 400 clients in 40 states. We, I mean, it's great. It's a really, really neat line of work. It's probably, a, you're well compensated and uh, you get to spend yeah. a lot of time at home. Yeah. I mean, you got to travel around the country a little bit to talk to these little rural yeah. telecom providers. Why but, would you want to yeah. get on a plane every weekend and go to Washington? Well, I mean, it still matters who runs the country, right? I mean, when you think about, I mean, it is uncomfortable, right? It is not convenient. I'm sure people who crave power... Uh, get off on it. But, you know, I make more money now than I'd make in D.C., right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I, but if you only leave D.C. to the people who are power hungry, then what in the world do we have, right? Mm -hmm. So why you still need a few people who have a large portion of their motivation being selfless rather than entirely selfish, right? 
then that's you. You're a selfless person. Do you believe? No, not a hundred percent, right? But I think everybody Nobody who is. gets into politics, you know, you got a you know a mix, right? I mean, I don't think anybody's zero percent. I don't think anybody's a hundred percent. But one thing I do know, because I know what motivates me, is that I am less selfish than a lot of the people that I've met in Washington D.C. Let's talk about some issues. Uh, one that's been big uh, late just recently, and one that is near and dear to my heart is trade. Mm. And, um, you know, we have this sort of tit-for-tat, now fairly murky uh, situation with China involving uh, potential tariffs on a lot of the stuff that we make. And um, we've pulled, we pulled out of TPP. Uh, NAFTA, has, the renegotiation of NAFTA has kind of stalled again. Um, first, what do you make of the current state of our federal policy towards international trade? I'm a little concerned that we view it as like a zero-sum game, right? Like winners and losers, right? We need to beat you. And one of the central ideas behind uh, voluntary economic activity is that it's good for everybody, right? You're a willing buyer. I'm a willing seller. You don't want your boat anymore. I want to buy it. We're both better off when that transaction goes through. Nobody needs to get screwed in this deal. And I think when you view trade, and of course, there are countries out there who view this as a zero-sum game, and they're trying to beat America, and shame on them, mm-hmm. right? And, and I understand entirely. I mean, I can be a tough guy. We need to uh, push back on those kind of tactics, because we, we shouldn't be taken advantage of. And yet, I still think willing buyer, willing seller, access to markets, uh, free people becoming more free through a free exchange of goods and services. This is, this is what powers prosperity. I mean, it absolutely is. I mean, we export $4 billion worth of agricultural stuff in this state. And 95% of the world lives outside of our borders. Um, They want our beef. They want our corn. And it seems to me like we should be as openly as humanly possible to the idea that we can make a lot of money selling it to them. The day we pulled out of TPP, everybody in South Dakota lost money, right? I, not just South Dakota producers. Because uh, I would tell you market access is critical to ag producers, but it's not just them. We have no. more manufacturing in the state than people realize. Yep. A very large manufacturer, the name of which all of your listeners knows, uh, and which employs a lot of South Dakotans, uh, us pulling out of TPP was um, it was hurtful to South Dakota because that particular company, rather than investing in South Dakota factories, which they wanted to do because mm-hmm. they were excited to sell into the Asian market, now they need to look more Asian to be able to grow their market share in Asia. So they're investing in Asian factories and Asian workers. I mean, pulling out of the TPP uh, was not good news for South Dakota manufacturers. And the TPP was a 11-country multilateral negotiation that did not include China and now we're in this argument with China, we're out of the TPP, but I did not hear anybody from, you know, your party that was in office at the time or running for the office at the time, getting up on a box and saying, we can't pull out of the TPP during the 2016 campaign. Why don't I ever hear that when we all know how bad that idea was? Well, the TPP... Uh, was its own worst enemy. I mean, the the negotiations got painted as being conducted in the dark of night and super secret and no transparency. And, you know, I've heard you rail against those kinds of things. Absolutely. <laughs> and so, you know, but that people, doesn't mean that the, that the concept of multilateral negotiation and dropping barriers to trade for agricultural products is a 
was a, the worst deal ever, right? Or no, NAFTA. No, that's right. I mean, that's exactly right. But that's the biggest problem when government conducts work in private is that everyone then assumes the worst. Then how come I didn't hear that from Republican candidates during the presidential election? Why didn't I hear, you know what, we have to keep doing these things. I don't like necessarily the way it was done, but the product is good. Mr. President, please don't pull us out of this. Open up the books, whatever you got to do. But when the day when we dropped out of that was bad for South Dakota, not not renegotiating NAFTA is bad for South Dakota. I mean, I'll how are we going to change that? That's I mean, the question. I'll give you an answer, but I mean. You and I always get so heavy in this stuff. I mean, <laughs> I want to talk about how I pet puppies and, you know, I, I love America. We already know I've got apple America. pie. But, I mean, I don't want to be the truth to power guy, but the reality is. Why not? The Well, but that's what I end up doing, right? I mean, I don't want to be in a position where I lament the fact that most people don't understand the intrinsic benefit of the law of competitive advantage of it in economics. And it makes me sound like I'm not a normal human being. I am a normal human being, but I think these things matters. These things matter. And so many candidates, Patrick, they only want to say the bumper sticker slogans that are poll tested to be popular. Absolutely. And I'm not a good enough politician to do that. No, come on. No, no, you're not. no I, listen, bumper sticker slogans are how you get elected. I have said so many things already in this radio show <laughs> that are not appealing to your standard, you know, just guy on the street because they're busy leading their life. What's wrong? What has wrong with us when you can't when the when you can't just be a smart guy and get elected? Well, listen, I'm trying my darndest. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am the hardworking guy. I, I do care about this stuff. I have some know-how, and I think I'm going to win. But I just have to tell you, there are tremendous forces, including many in the media, that want to make it more difficult for somebody like that to win. All right, we're going to come right back after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters and talk more with Dusty Johnson, GOP candidate for the House of Representatives in the June primary and then, as he hopes, the November general election. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 435 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and I'm going to get fired someday for playing too much music. We're here with Dusty Johnson. He People is a like GOP. music. I know. I like music. GOP candidate for the House of Representatives, and uh, Dusty and I always have a good time off air. Uh, as and if you're on Facebook Live right now, uh, you know that it, it goes up a couple notches when the microphones go off. Well, we know the microphone's still on. We just, you know, you don't have time constraints, right? You get <laughs> to right. you get to launch into your little sermonettes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, let me ask you a couple more questions. We talked about trade, and uh, you admitted that uh, that's our trade policy is going in the tank. Oh, I um, did not say that. The uh, R Russian. Let's talk about elections and election mm -hmm. meddling. Let's take it out of whether or not it's a, you know Spygate and a, and a, a witch hunt and going and whether or not Donald Trump is Im implicated. Okay, take all that out of that. Don't we have deep concerns about the degree to which Russia is not only meddling in our elections, but elections around the world? There are lots of people out there, and I suspect, I have every reason to believe that, you know, the oligarchs that run Russia are uh, at the very top of the list. Mm -hmm. of people want to destabilize our universe. Yep. It's not that they're, you know, pro-Hillary or anti-Hillary. They, they're anti-America. Right. Absolutely. There are lots and lots and lots of people and they don't look any one way and they don't dress any one way. There are lots of people who don't like what we've got going. 
and they want to hurt it. And they know that having Americans fighting Americans is such uh, an effective way. I mean, only America can bring America down. That's and, true. And there are days we do a pretty good job of it. So shouldn't we remain as engaged in the world as we possibly can? Well, I mean, I don't know what as much as we possibly can means, but well, I, I feel, would say— I feel like we're cutting back—well, we were. We're, we haven't filled jobs in the State Department. We're cutting, you know, aid programs. Uh, those are the ways we stay engaged in the world. Is, yeah. that, is that a bad thing? I, you know, I don't think we should be—I mean, I'll set up a bit of a straw man so I can knock it down and, and move past it. But, you know, nobody, not you, not me, is saying that we need to be the world's policeman, right? Nope. I mean, I don't think we Can't. need to get engaged in every single hotspot in the world. I mean, our, our Americans are, too, are worth too much for us to try to do that. But I would tell you the world runs better with American leadership. And this is what Ronald Reagan, I mean, talked Mm -hmm. about, about us being a a beacon for the rest of the world. I mean, a shining uh, city on a hill. I mean, the American city was, I mean, that, that, that's what he was talking about. And he was talking about that beacon going out to the rest of humanity. You know, here's the thing about Reagan. He did not send troops pell-mell into the world. I'm, I'm, you know, there were some questionable actions by Oliver North. Okay. And there were uh, some issues in... Uh, 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 Central America, essentially. Th- those were hot spots during back in the day. But we didn't send any armies in. We seem pretty willing to send armies to places now. And Americans are too valuable. We can't put soldiers in every hot spot in the world. But you can't replace... You, if you, you can't replace diplomats with soldiers. And I feel like we've lost our confidence in diplomacy and our skill in diplomacy. Well, yeah, that's all uh, well and good. I mean, just to make sure we level set here, I mean, I think the Vietnam War officially got over in 1975. Mm-hmm. And so when you're talking about 1980 and Ronald Reagan, I mean, that was... A different I mean, different we, time. We, we were, I mean, you said we didn't seem so willing to commit, you know, men and women into harm's way on behalf of global interests you know, in the Reagan era, well, we were just off the heels of 60,000 American dead. Mm-hmm. Well, we're on the heels now of the longest period of military military activity in our history. And we continue to lose Americans. And I I just, I don't, how do we get, we can't keep doing this. Can well, we? Can we, we keep putting troops abroad? We, we can't invade Iran. Well, we can't invade North Korea. We're not going to do these things. I, I tell you what hits me like a you know, brick in the forehead is, is an understanding of how broad these casualties are. I mean, it's not just lives that, law, that are lost as terrible as that is, and it's not just arms and legs, which we can see. But you and I both know lots of people, I suspect, for whom their wounds of war are a daily terror. For them. Absolutely. And they're going to be that way, even with the best help and even with the unbelievable patience and courage that they're going to bring to their battle. They're going to be fighting those demons for the rest of their lives. And when you start to put any kind of a number on that cost, war is pretty damn expensive. We're going to take a very short break and come back with Dusty Johnson, the GOP, one of the GOP candidates for the nomination to the U.S. House of Representatives in just a moment. Stay tuned. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 444 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 
And we return to our conversation with Dusty Johnson, candidate for the Republican nomination for the U.S. House of Representatives, or as we used to call them, the House of Reprehensibles. But that Some was, people still do. That was at the state level. That's not even a new joke. Um, <laughs> uh, very few new jokes on this show, so I'm sorry. But uh, uh, June 5th, vote, everyone. June 5th, vote. There's three candidates on the ballot. You, Dusty mm-hmm. Johnson, uh, Chantel Krebs, current Secretary of State, and uh, Neil Tapio, state senator from Watertown. And uh, with that, I want to ask you, we've talked about this before, but it continues to be an issue in the campaign because Mr. Tapio makes it such. And that is uh, his concern about the uh, uh, growth of Islam in the United States and what he sees as the threat of Sharia law. How are you responding in the campaign when you guys are either together or when somebody asks you about this? Is this an issue in the Republican primary? You know, my buddies who, you know, sometimes I ask for political advice. I just drive them crazy because, you know, they're like, you do too much nuance, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you just need to, needs to be a five-second statement of belief. And I think when it comes to national security, these things are way more complicated. I mean, you need to have a little bit of nuance. There are lots of people, and again, they look all kinds of different ways, who want to destroy this country. And some of them live in this country. I get really nervous, though, when we use too broad a brush to talk about the threats to this country. I mean, keeping us safe is way harder now than it was during the Soviet era. Way harder. Way harder. We knew that danger to America was going to come incrementally and through proxy wars and through sort of a general rising of tensions. The danger we face now is uh, literally explosive and it can come from nowhere and it can look a lot of different ways. And so I acknowledge, and I said last time I was on the show, that there are you know people who are self-claimed Islamists and uh, they have a jihad against America and they want to impose Sharia law. I don't deny any of that. I also know a lot of people who have a Muslim background, who uh, believe in free enterprise, they believe in human dignity, they believe in freedom, they believe that work brings opportunity and can bring prosperity, and they believe that America is the greatest nation on the planet. So why are we having these anti-Islam rallies in the state of South Dakota, gatherings, I should say? They, they They keep happening, where people are coming into the state of South Dakota, getting people together, and preaching against Islam. Well, are there, I mean, and I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, you say they keep happening. And I mean, are, are, are these really rallies or are some of these speakers who really are trying to inform people about threats legitimate? I, I don't think that's the case. And I don't know why they're coming here. Is it, I mean, I get a little nervous when we assume the motivations and the information of speakers that we've never listened to. Well, I can I can put you in touch with some people who are there. But the oh. point the point being, should religion be in what religion you worship, whatever God you take, should that really be an issue in the Republican primary for the US House of Representatives? Well, I'm way down with the First Amendment. I mean, big believer. I mean, sign me up. Uh, I mean, we, we have a freedom of religion. I mean, it's protecting the Constitution. It was really important to the founders. And so, I mean, I think if you are all that basket of positive American qualities I talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Freedom loving, love free enterprise, um, believe in a, you know, a broader basket of American values, then you know, it sounds to me like you've got potential to be a great American. And that doesn't mean, I mean, there is not a religious test 
as a part of that, you might be a great American question. So you disavow the rhetoric of Mr. Tapio? Well, I would tell you, I think Neil, uh, his, uh, most of what he says is less incendiary than people give him credit for. Has he said things that I disagree with? Absolutely. But I would tell you that in any given night at our political rally, Neil talks about the threats to our country in a way that I think is more um, open than he gets credit for. I, I, listen, this is the line me. that keeps pushing people over the edge, and that is if, you're, if you are a Muslim and you try and leave the Muslim faith that you will be killed. And I know that that is true in some parts of this world. Sure. There's a lot of things that are true in some parts of the world. No, that's right. And, and, you know, there are Muslims, you know, living in Mitchell and, you know, maybe living in Mount Vernon and Ethan <gasps> and other places. And, and so I thank goodness for American civil society and the Constitution and the fact that we're a rule of law, uh, you know, nation state. Those people, I think, have the, the, the freedom to leave uh, Islam without dying. And, and frankly, I, could, I, I bet a million Americans have left Islam over the course of this nation's history. And some pe- a lot of people have joined Islam and a lot of people have left Catholicism. A lot of people have joined Catholicism. Civil society. You use the phrase so seldom do we hear it used. What where did civil society go? And what role does the federal government that you want to be a part of play in ensuring that these fundamental rights are not abridged by the, the the heated rhetoric of people who perhaps see ghosts and goblins behind every corner. Well, I'll answer your question, but I also want to say, I mean, by labeling them ghosts and goblins, I mean, I think it it, it tries to just wash away any concerns about... Um, uh, the rising uh, uh, amount of radicalism and extremism within many pockets of Islam across this world and how those people do want to do do danger. I mean, they're not just ghosts, Patrick. I mean, there are people that. who want to blow up this studio. There are people who, there are Americans who want, I mean, the, 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 the tendency towards violence, I don't mm-hmm. care who you are, to solve your problems with violence ultimately undermines civil society. Absolutely. And we see that all the time in America today by people who are not Islamic. Yeah. Well, so so why is that somehow the kingpin of that conversation? This is what I'm getting to. How Mm -hmm. is that even an issue in your race? Shouldn't you be disavowing the very fact that you are create, that you are demonizing a whole group of people. That's my concern. Yes, there are people living in Syria and in 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 Lebanon and in Iran and in all these places who want to see us not succeed. My point would be that what they want themselves is to succeed. Well, and you and know, and a lot of the problems. And I haven't said any of the things you've you've I know. raised. Concerns I know. About. I, mean, I know. These but, are not my how, words. I understand that. But how come you won't? I, I want a strong. Disav- you have said very good things on this air on this station. To I, I believe this is hate, and I and I, I don't care what form hate takes. It eats away at the soul of a human being and undermines civil society. Uh, Do you not but, believe that? 
Oh, I do believe hate undermines civil society. There's no question about that. And I also believe that it is wrong, and I believe it's un-American to judge all people on the basis of the actions of some of those people. I mean, even if 90% of Norwegians were uh, violent and cranky and stupid, it is still wrong to judge the other 10% on the mm-hmm. basis of their uh, connection. That's just common sense. I mean, I get it. And, and frankly, when you look at our governing documents, our founding, our founders were remarkably silent on trying to divide us into different groups. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really, you know, of course they got it wrong for a long time. I mean, it's not exactly like they treated black people very no. well, but uh, or women very well. Right. But the documents themselves were remarkably open-minded to the idea that all men... But they, you know, I mean, I think we now understand. They're endowed by the creator with certain inalienable rights. Inalienable rights. Yep. And I don't think our creator will deny those inalienable rights to somebody because they are Hindu, Protestant, Catholic, Muslim, you know, anything else. Thank you. Um, Very quickly, um, immigration Mm -hmm. uh, has kind of taken, died down a little bit. But I heard a very interesting uh, uh, statistic today about how young people in this country are not having children at the rate of previous generation, um, which means we aren't going to have enough people to fill the jobs we got now. We, we can't fill them. So don't we need to be, begin to look at a way to bring more people into this country to, to fuel economic growth? I'm not saying amnesty for every uh, illegal alien in the country. That's not what I'm saying. But don't we need to do something on that? you got 30 seconds. Well, we need to make sure our immigration system works well for America. And I think that's what you're trying to get at. But frankly, yeah. that's what the president's talking about. I mean, Patrick, when he says we need a merit-based system, he's trying to he's talking about making sure the skills of the people who come here fit the needs of this country. And if we let in too many people, it is a problem, right? I mean, there's a carrying capacity that any culture has to make sure that they're able to assimilate and integrate. And if you, what's happening in Germany is not good for anyone. No. Uh, we don't have time for that. Uh, Dusty Johnson, he is a candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives, the June 5 primary, one of three candidates. Go out and vote, everybody, if you're a Republican, because they got closed primaries. But uh, I need to say that not everybody can vote in that one. Uh, Dusty, thank you very much for coming in today. I really appreciate it. Oh, you bet. Thank you. We'll be right back to finish up the show. This is The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 458 on The Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And I forgot to tell Dusty Johnson to go fill out his vote411.org profile. Dusty, go do it. And the rest of you congressional candidates, go do it. That's from uh, Amy Scott Stoltz, who was here the other day.